Let's go. Let's do it. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What up? What up? What's up? Y'all here checking out another podcast, NBA edition. Uh, your home for NBA content. Your new home, if you're just checking us out. Uh, you're tired of all the the bull. Uh, we'll give you all your NBA needs plus a little nah with it. No, no, no. So that's how we do it. <laughs> all right. Introductions. Um, I am Panda Vinci, and I be done with Turkey. Mm. Like officially. Mm. Had a good run. <laughs> I am Karan, and uh, I be full from a uh, pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah, yes, that left that yes, leftover yes. pumpkin pie may be hitting. Little uh, pre-podcast snack. I am Darren, and I be always really weirded out by that Frank Thomas yeah commercial, Bruh. Uh, that's <laughs> it's on right now. Just so and creepy. And it just be a bunch of white women standing around him, looking at how. Uh-huh. How swole he is how big Yeah he is. just how yeah. swole he is it's, it's, like, it's just the weirdest Most It's it's even more than that thing Yeah So They have this <laughs> Small uh, You know what They really play up Some some stere- some negative st- Some negative positive All of them Stereotypes <laughs> Yeah They're all gathering around him Like like he's fucking in a zoo Or some shit Yeah and this, little, I mean? this little white man Little scrawny white man Looking up to him like How yeah. can I be like you Frank and he just like flexes muscles. Uh, well, like, die and come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or you can take these nugenics pills. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you might have to do the the previous. Yeah, you might have to die and come back. <laughs> yeah, <Just> super strange. <laughs> you need to restart because bro. I'm six five and two hundred and seventy <laughs> yeah. pounds. That's right. Yeah, my whole life has not been, you know, normal. <laughs> <laughs> and yours just sadly has been. I have an I, I am a, a abnormal right. world class athlete. You right. sir are not. Uh-huh. Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. All right. So uh welcome back. We got the NBA back back and popping. Kind of a slower week, you know, just kind of around the holidays and uh not a ton of signature games. I mean, there was some there's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, Man, my Rockets only played two games last week. That's right. Real light week yeah. for some teams. Uh, well, my Spurs beat the damn Clippers and then got yeah. Molly Watts by the fucking Motor City <laughs> fucking Giants. Very weird. Yeah. Motor City Muskrats. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they thought they had it on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we beat the Clippers and yeah. they look good. That was a you good know? win, though. It was a good, strong win. Yeah. And then the wheels fell off. That's got Molly Watts. So, uh, some takeaways. Oh, should I erase my thing? Yeah, we can go around the horn right quick. Yeah. Uh, Take that, take that, take that, take that. Take that, take that, take that, take that. Takeaways. Real quick, just probably one of the bigger games was last night that I entirely missed, but saw all the highlights and heard all the hooplas. Dallas and LA and uh now Dallas is starting to get signature wins. I mean like really, really good wins and uh I still think they are who I thought they were. I mean, I think Luca is fantastic and that's kinda just gonna be a thing. And obviously uh my takeaway is you're <laughs> you're gonna hear his name every single week doing tremendous things. Because Yeah. And not just because he's doing tremendous things, but it's there's hype there too. I mean, it's it's you know it's kind of like uh, it's a big story that the NBA is building. Yeah, uh, there you go. It's a narrative that's it's a narrative. Created. Yeah, it's not that it's not it's not not that it's not deserving. It's just kind of like it has um, like like any Cleveland quarterback. <laughs> you know, if, if they happen to be good, <laughs> that's what's happening here. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. so that's my takeaway. 
um, take that, take that, take that, take that. Take um, that take I had that, one, but I'm going to split it down the middle. I got two, and we're kind of one to the other. Right. So, first of all, the emergence of Pascal Siakam. That's oh, the yeah. that's the first thing. Um, he is. I don't even know how you explain it. I, I didn't know. I figured he was going to be good with like better. Um, you know, he's going to have more responsibility. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to become the guy. But now we're talking about a guy that's averaging twenty six a game, eight rebounds. Like he isn't just like taking like a small step forward. He's taking like a full step forward. Right. And and he's guiding a team that is currently the second best record in the league. Fifteen and four. Man, they beat the magic the other day by like forty something. I mean, points. beat the breaks. It was that was na- that was they're disrespectful. Beating the breaks off teams. They've won seven in a row. They're they've won eight of their last ten. Yeah. I mean they're so I wanna Cut it right there and go to the other team that's beating them right now in the Eastern Conference. They're seventeen and three. Well, before you do that, sure. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like Monday night? Like we were literally recording and we saw it was Philly that they beat. Right. That's right. It was Philly. Oh like, yeah, we were recording. Yeah, and that was that's like right. a great game. It was. It was, and uh, for the first time in his career, Joel Embiid scored zero points. Oh for eleven. He's oh for eleven. Yeah. Dang, that should have been. I mean, team. he was getting worked. I mean, it wasn't just like he was like he was missing and and got. Oh no. Marcus Marcus was giving him work. Yeah, he was. That's what I heard. Yeah, that that apparently he's just trash against Marcus. He's not. He's smart. Mark is smart. smart, and he's big. Yeah. So he can't just like usually, you know, Joel can Joel's throw his weight too. around. Right. But, but I mean, he's a he's a defensive player of the year, man. Right. Because Mark is he's great. He's one of the better defensive centers that's come in the league, and you know, in a good bit. Yeah. yeah. And you it's know? savviness. It's not even athleticism. Right. He's not yeah. super fast or yeah. athletic or anything. He's just smart. Yeah. Um, kind of how Timmy used to be. He can get blocks without even getting up off the ground. Yeah, he hardly left the ground. Right, the he pa- hardly left the ground anyway. <laughs> past ten years of his career, like so, just on his tippy toes and shit. While Siakam is improving, so then you you have this. I'm wondering how, if they're going to run into each other because um, I feel like they're the two best teams in the East with the Bucks. The Bucks are 17 and three. They have the best record in the league. Um, they're winning the. Uh, Point differential by a good margin. I mean, they're not just winning; they're they beating they beating teams pretty yeah. bad. They won eleven straight. They just got Chris Middleton back too. Got Chris Middleton back. Um, Giannis is averaging; he is second in the league in scoring, and like third or fourth in the league in rebounding. I mean, he's he's dominating. He's getting better. He's better than he was last year. Yeah. So you know, I wanted to give not just Pascal some some love for for improving but I think I, like those are two really interesting players that are getting better and it's like it's helping to switch the balance a little bit further over to the east as well sure yeah. obviously with Boston getting better with the subtraction of Kyrie <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the addition to Kimball Walker, who is a better fit for the team, right. a better fit for the team. So I think absolutely. Overall, I just want to say, you know, in my takeaway that the East is, you know, coming back. They coming through. Yeah. The you know? interesting in the house. thing about Siakam is uh, we're watching the um, Sixers Jazz game right now, and there are two players that are kind of yet to take the next step in their ascension in this game. And one of them is Donovan Mitchell, and the other one, in my opinion, is Ben Simmons. For sure. Guys who haven't – are on the verge of superstar, but superstardom, but haven't broke through yet. Yeah. And right. Siakam seems to have done it pretty fast. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I feel like – I mean, we may have talked about it covering the finals, but um, I feel like he would have no problem being that guy. I didn't know, I didn't know if it was going to take this – it was going to be this soon. Right. But um, I think we're all officially, as a podcast, putting the flag in him, saying, y'all watch out, that he's going to be a legit. Right. He should be starting in the All-Star game. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. I think the thing as with Mitchell, yeah, he should be. He should be starting right now. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with Mitchell, and I think he's scoring right now, right? Okay, he just scored a layup as we're, ta- as we're, we're taping this right now. Now, the possession before, he was basically – Left in the corner, mm-hmm. okay, and that I see with jazz games they're doing that way too much. Just not to, to labor the point, you know, too long. But 
that's part of the issue that I have with he should be handling the ball. See, like even right, right now, right. Conley's bringing the ball up, and he's kind of like late in giving Donovan the ball. Donovan should just have the ball. Right. Like, well, Conley's a good player. I get he does. He's doing his job. He's supposed to be – but I think for, for Donovan to be most effective, honestly, I like Conley – I almost wonder if they've been better off just making, you know, Donovan yeah, the point guard. Yeah. That rookie season when he was on ball, like early Dwayne Wade. He was Wade, so hard to stop. Dominant. Right. Coming downhill. That or kind of like do a flip-flop, kind of like do, you know, get a point guard that's actually a little bit bigger. Right. And But, you know, maybe he can bring up the ball and like kind of set things up. But, like, that's about it. I thought Connolly would be excellent for him, but – He's almost in a weird way. He's for somebody who's who's known to be kind of unselfish. He's a little bit. He's actually a low key, little bit too ball dominant. Yeah, like he because yeah. he can't really play well, off the ball. And that's I guess that's kind of the game plan because they're in in their mind they're like, well, you know, we got a great point guard now. He has to have the ball. Like it's kind of right. like having Rondo on your team. It's kind of like we paid for him. We yeah, gotta, yeah. yeah you but they use should ju- they should just be running off even off makes. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, off weeks, they should just be like, okay. The most talented guy should have the ball in their He hand. should have the ball in his hand every time. Because he makes his own points. Well, it's, he's the aggression creates opportunities right, right. for everybody else. For yeah. everybody else. He, if he's stagnant in a half-court set, he's not. Well, because I still don't think he's a true point guard. Like, I, Oh, no. He's no, like he's, he's like, like, he's like, like Darren said, he's more of a Dwayne Wade right, right. sort of point guard. Not a true point guard, but he's somebody, especially well, in the young days, at flash days. Well, if he's going to be a two, he's a really small two. But he plays like a dominant too. You know what I mean? No, he plays. You know, he's stout. He's 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 yeah. He's not like a little guy. He's shorter, but he's got yeah, long he's arms. And he can get he can he's get around. He too. can get around people. Right is the thing. Even if a bigger guard's on him, he can get around him. Um, so just like Wade used that's to. That's important for him, right? Yeah. Wade's a small two. Just get around anybody. He was just short too. He was like six four. Same. They were basically the same build. Dunk on anybody, right? Yeah, just get up around, get to the line. Mm. That's what you want. Now he's not shooting well, but again, I think that's because of rhythm. But anyway, I won't go too long yeah. about Donovan Mitchell. But yeah. but going back to what you were saying about the East and things kind of swaying that way, we're gonna bring up another subject that's gonna let us talk about absolutely the yeah. East. Yeah. Uh well my takeaway is is pretty quick and it's just kind of take that take that take that uh, with that, regards take to that, take uh that, take that, take that, take Harden's sixty point game Friday night and I was in Houston I should have went to that damn game I don't know why I didn't go hmm. um but I think Giannis had fifty uh I don't remember if it was the day after that or maybe a couple of days before but. It's just interesting now how how these performances are just they're not signature markers anymore. They're just regular games. Like guys are such dominant scorers now. Yeah. You don't go a month in the NBA without someone scoring fifty. It seems like every week. Yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. But like, yeah. you know, in years past and decades past, I should say, if someone scored fifty, it was a special occasion. It was. That's it, right. And most of the time, it was from like an MVP candidate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it was very rare that it was a guy scoring that at that pace that wasn't the best player in the NBA. Right. And you know, now, like you said, every couple of weeks, guys are scoring. You know, high forties, fifty, sixty. You know, we we've seen seventy. Um, you know, by a guy who Devin Booker at the time wasn't even an All Star. Yeah. And right, right. it's just, you know, the pace of the game is so much <laughs> we, faster. We couldn't even figure out how good he was. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just we had no idea at the time, but yeah. cuz he didn't play in Kentucky. He was he came off the bench in college. Um but you know, the pace of the game is so much faster. Guys don't really get deep into the shot clock. The three-point shot is just so much easier for guys. Guys hit that at just a crazy percentage. Just nothing to see a guy hit you know, seven or eight threes a game. Um, we were just talking about Zach Levine the other day, hit 13, and that's not even the record. Right. And so, yeah, Clay, <laughs> you know, yeah, Clay with 14 is the record. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, a three-point shot is so easy. Guys get down the court and get shots up so fast. Um, and then I think, you know, a big part of that, too, is a step back. For sure. That's kind of like this new Innovation. patented move that everyone can do for the most part, all good players can do. And it just – 
more than more often than not, it frees you up for a wide open three. And again, guys shoot, you know, roughly around high thirties, mid forties percent. So yeah, it's just guys are just scoring so many more points, and it's not even a significant thing anymore. It's right? Just, it's just a thing. Um, like it'd be this maybe the second group of highlights on a on a ESPN night, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think what we're kind of getting back to though, honestly, I think that we're in a weird way we're going back to the future. <laughs> like we're going back to the days where Rhodes, um, Oscar Robertson, and Wilt Chamberlain, and yeah. these guys like they played like you know they had played at a pace at a, where there were lots of rebounds. Like for for example, I'm looking at. You know, defensive leaders, well, I'm looking at rebounds. And there are 14 people who are averaging 10-plus rebounds a game. Unheard 14. Of. Unheard of in the 90s. So what, that, what does that say, though? That means there's more shots going more up. Shots. Yeah, there's more possessions. Game's yeah. faster. The game's right. faster. Yeah. This We're playing in the faster league. So if you go just – now we're going up to a minimum nine rebounds a game. There are 21 players. That's mm. crazy. That's cr- I mean, that's crazy because right. you would be in a – if you had like nine and a half, if you're where Wendell Carter is, he's averaging 9.7 rebounds a game. That would usually place you in the top ten. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and then somebody like, you know, let's say even 20 years ago, Dennis Rodman would be number one. Oh, yeah, Ben Wallace. Or Ben Wallace. Yeah. You know, and so then – but there would be Ben Wallace at like 14, 15 a game. Then there would be a drop-off, at least three rebounds, right. to 12 of the yeah. 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and some other end. player, Tim right. Duncan, Kevin Garnett, somebody in that area. And then right. and then it would be – you know, so then you, it goes down the line. But you, you talk about those guys you're talking about. You know, a perennial all-stars, defensive yeah. player of the year. All three of them were defensive player of the right. year. Right. And that's just – we're talking about Borderline Carter. all-star, borderline <laughs> Hall of Famer or better. Right. Yeah. And we talking about Wendell Carter. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside. We're talking about Mr. 12 and a half rebounds. 12 and a half rebounds a game. How we much not- is Russ uh, averaging? Russell Westbrook. He's averaging 7.6. Yeah. Oh, so that's kind of This is low in a while. Yeah, he's yeah. But he's not, a, he's not the same – he he's not the same player he was. Yeah, athleticism oh is taking a. Yeah, he's not the. This, we we we've <laughs> already seen peak Russell. Boy, this is oh yeah, boy. We, he was good as he's gonna get. This is this we he going down. But you know it's Ooh. fine. Lord Jesus Christ, help me, Lord, please, Jesus, please. No, I mean that's at, just the reality at, of the situation. He averaged. Well, he made it to a finals. He didn't he did. win, unfortunately. But he averaged triple doubles for what two straight, three straight seasons. Yeah. If that's your peak, then that's fantastic. That's yeah, absolutely, incredible. absolutely. So I mean, but but remember how many nights there were, especially late in the season, or like, well, for him to get the record, he's gonna have to get like twenty-two rebounds tonight, and he, we were all like, and he will, he will, and he did, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he, he did. did. He gonna get all twenty. He gonna get twenty something. He didn't even need twenty-two rebounds. I think he needed less than that. He got yeah, twenty-two he rebounds. Got 22. <laughs> he's like that salesman that you know performs late in the quarter. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. coming through. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. getting this. Going down. I'm gonna sell that last, uh, that last Audi. I'm yeah. gonna sell that last Accord. Right? Yeah, I'm getting this bonus. Yeah, I y'all. need that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the game is just is changed, and I think Kay's right. We are kind of going back to the future, and in, in terms of, you know, the the pacing, and just you know, is is is, is it's hard to tell with guys like Giannis and stuff like that who are just kind of physical anomalies. But, yeah, the game is just so much faster. Mm-hmm. So many more shots. So many more opportunities to get rebounds, to get to the line. And, you know, I think we'll kind of go into this with some of the other stuff we're going to talk about in terms of the game changing and maybe that kind of shifting how right. statistics are, are you know, seen, recorded. Uh-huh. All right, I'm going I'm to do, right, right. do something right quick. Okay. I want to see some. I'm very interested in seeing. Okay, so that big sign. Okay, so I went back there. Right now, there are eleven, ten or eleven players. No, one, two, three. There are eleven players averaging twenty plus field goal attempts a game. Eleven players. Mm-hmm. Wow. I went back ten years. There, there were five players. Whoa, <laughs> ten years. Ten years. Dang. Averaging five. There were five players. Yeah, now I'm gonna go back to like, like Kobe, like, Bron, uh, well, and that's around the the running Suns too, huh? 
So yeah, you was a little bit more than five years. Well, you say you went five or ten? Ten. I went ten years. Oh, ten. Okay. So if I just go back, let's say, let's go back just five years. Maybe a little bit past then. That's more. There were two players. Just two players that were averaging plus twenty shots. Shots a game. That's wild. Kobe. No, t- five like t- two thousand. This is more. I say 2015-16. Oh, okay. So it's four years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So four years ago, there were only two players mm-hmm. averaging more than 20, 20 shots a game. Wow. Twenty attempts a game. That's right crazy. now, this season, there are eleven guys averaging twenty attempts a game. So that's how you know they're moving. Yeah. That's tw- that twenty-four second. How many how many times have you seen a twenty-four second shot violation? That's this what I'm year? saying. Guys don't get into the shot clock anymore. Yeah, and not only that, also that rule that that you know, if you get an offensive rebound, you only get fifteen seconds. That right speeds it up. That's better right. up. That's too. an inherent. Yeah. You know, it's going to inherently expedite the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's kind of you know that goes into some other stuff about you know TV contracts and how how these games what. How how they need to be finished in a certain time and like double headers and back to back and you know West Coast games and stuff like that you know games can't be three and a half four hours they, you know they got to be tighter than that but uh, man that's crazy I like it eleven guys you know. and and LeBron is the eleventh guy oh in the low at, end of at it at nineteen nine wow I'm, I counted that uh, I just rounded up the nineteen nine and rounded it up man. Wow. So he's the eleventh guy. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course, number one is James Harden with twenty four attempts. Yeah, we could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So there's your takeaways from the week. Um, we went we went uh, far far into the takeaways, but you know. No, 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 no. We're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We also uh, we left y'all with a question last week, and we had y'all chime in uh, on Instagram. We kind of put up a little late because some people don't know how to use it correctly. Um, we asked who had the better handles uh, between Kyrie Irving and Allen Iverson. Yeah, and uh, we have a quick quick voting. Like you know, people who wanted to go ahead and chime in, and we have three votes for. Uh, Iverson and two for Kyrie. It's probably within like an hour, <laughs> but okay. And uh, Wait, you guys to... voted. I, <laughs> I did vote absolutely. Karan had Kyrie. I did. Darren had Iverson. I did. And oh, I, now we fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't answer it, but like. Mm. My, you know, we. I'm gonna let y'all, cause yeah, I'll slide in and, and be all late. I, I just, I feel like the variety was. I think Kyrie, Kyrie has the greater variety. Like I don't even think that's even close. I think he just has a variety of things that he. He's got. He's got like his tool. He's got like the big. Not all just a tool bag. He got like he carries around like the whole Milwaukee tool set. <laughs> like the big hundred and twenty something sure. set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um He's got the it's just on wheels rolling. Everything it he roll he comes out with it. Yeah. In yeah. the big F two fifty with the back mm-hmm. and with the tool set in the back. Yeah. I wouldn't I would not disagree. Like, you're gonna use that bandsaw? Right. I would not disagree that his handle is more diverse. But man, Iverson's handle is just the Fierce. swaggiest. Yeah. It's just like the coolest. His handle inspired Kyrie's handle. Sure. In 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 the sense that, you know, all those guys like the Jason Williams, um, the Jamal Crawfords, all those yeah. guys that kind of came around right around Iverson, right after Iverson, they were all inspired by his handle, how how loose it was, the high crossover. You know the between the legs crossover. It it was just it definitely wasn't as he it's, didn't have as much variety as Kyrie by any it, stretch. It seemed like it was more ferocious. You but know it what I mean? was just a beast. Yeah, it was like he had one move, and you knew it was coming. And, and, to, and to, to his credit, like Kyrie can get by you with a million moves, and it might take him a million dribbles to do it. 
Iverson had the crossover, and he can get by anybody with it. He would he would kind of set you up, maybe yeah. rock you to sleep a little bit, and yeah. boom, he's gone. One move. Yeah. Yeah, even he was he was inspired by Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway used to do the same thing. He was yeah. slower. Yeah. Tim Hardaway, yeah. the, he that boom boom. Hardaway was quick, boom boom quick, and then not fast, bang bang, but quick. and then he, yeah. he was get, he was by you. <laughs> boom boom, followed boom, by boom, the bang bang, boom boom, and bang bang. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not gonna like I'm you know I'm not gonna obviously I'm not gonna be like nah you're wrong. I don't think there's a wrong answer. It's not here. really a wrong yeah, answer. It's just no. a, yeah, perfect. in fact, if you'd have put Jamal Crawford in there as a third option, yeah, I would have taken oh, Jamal man. Crawford. He free to me man. in my opinion. He man, his handle was just that little that that shaking bait is just yeah. the smoothest, just, swaggiest, oh, dude. <laughs> the, and the longer that, guy too. Oh man! And then you know it's kind of a thing too. And I just for me at least, and I know probably true for Quran too. Jamal Crawford went to Michigan, so I fuck with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Iverson went to Georgetown, so I fuck with yeah. him. Yeah. Kyrie <laughs> went to Duke. Yeah, I can't fuck with him. Come I can't on. fuck with Duke. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I only fuck with Duke um, because like Zion went there, and that was cool for that one season he was yeah, there last year. You know, your Grant Hill, and, Grant you know. Hill for like that hot second that yeah. he was there after yeah. after when he was there by himself, not that when Leitner and Hurley was there mm. when yeah. he was there, and they lost to Arkansas in the national championship. Corliss Williamson, a team I liked even better than Duke. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just it all kind of puts it together when those guys are wearing those uniforms and the shoes and like. The, the the 90s era Hoyas with John Thompson Man. and like yeah. and you know it's it, it kind of all comes together for me not just the handle but the whole the, the whole history package. history yeah. of it yeah. I mean Georgetown history yeah, yeah. Michigan was history wearing, like it was 96 he was wearing uh he was wearing Concords like he was out there yeah just the I mean he made it look Hoyas so good too he was wearing the Concords he made it Jordan look so good and he had the black the black uh ankle braces yeah it was yeah. just the whole vibe. But even when he got his own shoe, man, them shits were flames too. Oh yeah, his Reeboks, crazy. Yeah, man, them Hoya teams was good. They had like oh, Othello Harrington. They had dudes on that team. Yeah, man. They, they had, had guys. They had animals. They had guys. Uh, Grown men and, and recruited. He's probably twenty five years old. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the thing I would maybe edge Iverson is just uh, the eras and how defense is entirely different now. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that Kyrie wouldn't have success back then. It's just the defense would be different. And, That's true. And, right. and I think uh, Iverson could kind of like play more physical. You know what I mean? Like and oh, Iverson yeah. would have been a dominant player. Oh, you imagine how many points he could have scored now? Like today? Oh, uh, I mean, he didn't shoot like a high high percentage. No, but just didn't. if he could just do what he wanted, like the way they got guys do now, he'd be one of the over twenty yeah. guys. That's for sure. Exactly. Oh, you know he getting them like, shots up. Oh, like, no question, he getting yeah. them like, shots Kyrie up. Kyrie hardly, hardly touches the floor. Iverson went down on almost every play. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he was still extremely. Was I mean, to, that was the game, part of the defensive game plan. Yeah. Just yeah. No, we no beat him up. Yeah. He ain't no free. But he liked it. He liked that physicality, man. He like, thrived off of it. Right. He did. He wanted to mash on dudes too, and he you did. Know? He did quite a few times. Yeah, <laughs> and he'd be the smallest dude on the court. He, yeah. he wasn't even. That's the thing. He wasn't even six feet. He was not. Yeah. Well, I, they, didn't they say he was though? Like, yeah, of course. I mean, you would see. He, yeah. I mean, you could just look on from side to side. You know, from different angles and stuff like. You know, he's I not mean, six feet. Like, yeah. In the industry I've been working, I've been around like Reebok stuff, and I've I've met Iverson. He's not that much taller than me, and I'm mm. I'm five seven. Yeah. He's not that much taller than me. So, and just imagine how dominating, how awesome right. it is that he had to be. Yeah. To be such a dominating player. Yeah. To Again. be under six feet. And he played in that defensive era where everyone was like. Right. The you fool know. was playing in the finals against Shaq. Yeah. That's like me out there <laughs> with, you know, two inches or so playing against Shaq. It's freaking dudes. It's just insane. That's incredible. Um, well, again, let's, we talked a little bit about the rules. And uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our new uh, point of order. Uh, so they're going to be introducing some new rules uh, is next season? or Yeah, it'll be for the season after. It's going to be 2021. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I guess they haven't voted on all this stuff yet. It's just kind of in the right. pipeline, so it's not quite in effect. Well, they've kind of been following through whenever they say something. I mean, they've been uh, – uh, Yeah. 
They've been pretty consistent. And and these these don't sound these sound like things that will help. But they they are they are tremendous changes. They are. They so are. So this is going to be uh, if all of this shakes out and Quran's got it pulled up over there so I'll let him speak to it. But if all this shakes out, this is going to be an NBA like we've like the NBA has never been in our lifetime. Yeah. Like not even not even close. It's going to be more like you know, right before the or right before the merger. It's going to be more like that. So I yeah, yeah, I I I think so too. I think there's going to be great consequences from this and then there's going to be other little consequences that they necessarily didn't plan for, but they're going to just mm-hmm. kind of I don't know. And I can't even like I'm I'm just being Yeah, it's hard to even speculate what those yeah, things will be. Yeah. Right, right. Um but All right. So you want me to like kind of just run down what the the sure. big t- the big tenants are? <laughs> sure. So Oh, Cream City? Dang, I didn't even see those. Huh? Tight. The Main well, I won't say the I won't say the main thing, but the first big bullet is the reduced schedule. So we have been at eighty two games since the sixty seven sixty eight season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're still at the case. And now, of course, they wanted to kind of shorten the league. So now Adam Silver is arguing for a seventy eight game season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that much of a drop. You know, it's four games though, but that's four back to backs you can probably take away. That'll eliminate, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, right. so that's gonna be whatever whatever games you take away is gonna be a positive, right? Sure. The next thing, the playoff play in. Awesome. So the current, you know, we know what the current yeah. situation is. Um, so now what they're going to do is kind of have a mini playoff, so that way basically it's just gonna put more teams into the playoffs. Yeah. So now we'll have like a ninth and tenth seed. Right. Um, and so they'll kind of face each other and then they'll kind of just break it on down till we get to the regular. regular. So it'll be kind of the play in the way that the NCAA does it. In right. The, yeah. In the, kind of a similar like way. Like a 16 yeah. seed play in. Yeah. Right. So they'll have something to play for. Or baseball. At the very end. And yeah. more teams can be involved. That means more games. That means more money for the league and players. Right. Playoff games, like legitimate playoff. You yeah, know. so you're taking those games off the season and right. them on the back end to – And they matter. Right. You know, because yeah. then you can find yourself as a 10th seed, and then maybe you can beat that – you know, you play a 7th seed. Right, And yeah. all of a sudden you playing, you know, for real. Or maybe that team that you're playing that's a 4th seed is hurt. Right. Maybe one of their players is hurt. Now maybe you can see that team in the semi-conference – you know, semi semifinals of a conference, you know. So that's the other thing. And then the other thing is – Reseeding the conference finalists, so basically taking the last four that make it to the conference finals, mm-hmm. and then reseeding them by record, mm-hmm. and then you would just go by that. So it wouldn't it could be conference versus conference for the, or you, now it's not even conference finals. Now it's just the final four. Right. Yeah. Because, I love it because the finals could then be all east or all west or a mix. Just as long as the best two teams. Right. 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 So now you have like a true. Now that can't be this kind of excuse. Well, they played in you know a certain conference and they didn't have the same run. Right. But now you to the end, and now you're gonna play. You, you know we're gonna do it for real. So now the in conference, I mean the in in season tournament thing. The one that's in the middle of the season. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is is this gonna be extra games? Like maybe in addition to the seventy two or how many? No. So they said this was probably going to be actually around this time, like yeah. around Christmas or so, and it'll be an in-season tournament. Tournament, and it won't be additional games. But it will be for the winners, right? Because see, I'm I'm still a little leery on how that is supposed to work out, right? Um, but they were kind of speaking to it as it was just kind of like something that's more exciting. Um, it'll kind of change the scheduling around. And you know, some it'd be like better teams playing one another. So it's it's right. it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting thing, and it, it, I guess it should lead into seeding, but I don't really know how that's going to work out. Yeah, you mean as far as like consequences of it? Yeah. See, I don't think they've really nailed that down. Um, I think they kind of just want to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah, just to have something to play for, and kind of see where people are at. Right. Yeah. But I think eventually you will have to make some kind of you know. Give some kind of initiative there, you know. 
there hasn't been any pushback by anybody apparently in the, in the league. No, um, it looks heard. like they're all with it. Yeah, this is this, these are all changes that they want to do to and combine that with the likelihood around that same time they're probably going to be getting rid of the one and done. So now high school guys are going right. to come straight into the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of dramatic changes at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. it's going to be a whole if they enact all of even let's say three of the four or five changes that they're talking about. I mean, we're talking about like a different yeah. NBA. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be a different overnight. league. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going these are going to be very serious changes and it's going to re it's going to change how teams um strategize as far as building their teams. Right. Because it used to be what you would be like, well, I'm going to stack up my team to beat this team. Right. You know, like the Golden State Warriors, they frankly, they knew they were going to run up against LeBron. So they stacked up, or more specifically, more recently, the Rockets, you know, stacking up their team to beat the Warriors. And the Warriors the same way. They wanted to make sure they beat the Rockets to even get to the finals. Right. Because they knew either one of those teams knew they could beat the Cavs at the time. Or whoever came out of the East – now that that is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Now you need to actually be stacking it to have the best team, not just to beat a team. Right, because you got to beat the best overall team. Right. Yeah. Right. So I I think this is something that may ha- be a consequence of this. I think they might end up getting rid of East and West. To me, I think that's the future. Yeah. Eventually. And so, I'm a, this is the start. So of that. so I think it's it's yeah. going to end up being kind of like an AFC NFC type thing, and. Now I know, and the reason why they they don't do that right now is because of all the traveling and the way the season is set up. Like it's a ton of traveling with so many games and so often. So I think at once they have less games, they can pull that off. And not only that, I also think my other little footnote is that there will be more international games. So my thought is. I think some teams are going to be moved or contracted. Mm. To me, that's the only way that's going to be initially possible. Okay. And this is my thing about it. As much as I want a team to be in like a place like Cleveland, <laughs> how feasible is that really? Like they lose, they don't lose money. No NBA team loses money. Right. right, they're right, all making right. money because it's collectively bargained. Right. Every all the profit is shared amongst all the teams. Yeah. Right, you know, short of the you know your own like, like the Lakers got their own like all that stuff is going to be you know they make a lot of money doing Television what they do. Deals. New York, yeah, yeah, same the Yes Network and all that stuff. Right, right. So, how do you? First of all, the uh, kind of the unspoken thing is that nobody wants to play in Cleveland. Mm. I'm pointing out Cleveland. But the reality is, is that, and we're talking about the East-West thing, these guys don't want to play in Indianapolis. They don't want to play in Cleveland. They don't want to play in Detroit. Yeah. If they did, great players would go play there, but they don't want to play there. Yeah. And everybody can't have a great player. I mean, even Utah for a while was kind of feeling like. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's kind of the, some of the, the kind of the unwritten thing here about the league and it has been the case for a long time Mm. is that there are markets where players unless they're forced to go there great players are never going to play there yeah Yeah. well and then even the next the game that's on the other channel here famously milwaukee i mean uh you know how are they gonna have to work to keep yeah i think they i think they could do it though that's kind of the thing like he I, he may be a linchpin to this whole motherfucker. I mean, he, he you might. know what he might be. Yeah, but I mean, just honestly, that dude ain't staying in Milwaukee for fifteen years. He could though. I mean, he's he's a different type of dude. He he's not. He I is. think he's. I he's think not. he's I Hollywood. Think he stays. And all that. He's. Not. I've heard plenty of evidence to tell me that he could be that. Guy. I think. He, I think he stays if he believes they can win a championship. Right. If they if they start doing dumb shit around him. And then it just doesn't make any sense for him to stay. Then I can see him going. The minute that they go and and stop becoming a team that can get to the finals, yeah, then then he's gonna be gone. And I, I th- just th- th- there's I, still not evidence that they're gonna get to the finals. So I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. You know, right. And, I, and and being that you know we kind of be moving away from you know Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I I don't I don't know that it's gonna be 
a thing where you know you're you're as a player you're thinking about oh well we can we can get through the east and get to the finals that's not gonna really be a thing anymore it's just still gonna be can we beat the clippers can we beat the lakers can we beat the whoever right like it's not gonna be much of a conference thing in terms of like we can get through this to get to the finals well, even like if you, even when you think about making trades, you know what I mean. It's like, well, we don't have to face this. My, I don't want to have to face right. my player four trade times. This guy in 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 conference but, or in division, right, like. especially yeah. So yeah, I think it kind of opens a lot of things up, and um, like I said, I think it's gonna have all kinds of consequences. A lot of consequences. Yeah, and then we're not even thinking about. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm agree. Kind of wondering, you know, where does the NBA, if they truly want to go international? Where do they want to relocate these teams? And if we're talking about the game growing internationally and we're also talking about scheduling and traveling and taking Mm -hmm. games off Mm -hmm. the schedule to lighten the load of back-to-backs and things like that, how are you going to integrate international teams? Because then you're fighting against what you're serving the Players Association in terms of, you know, making the season less grueling on guys. But if you add maybe, say, two, three international teams – then it kind of defeats the purpose. They have to be uh, to me. They have to be added at the same time. Yeah, we there have to be three or four teams ready to go in one area. One. So I think to me, obviously, they want to put a team in London. Mm-hmm. Right. That mm-hmm. seems very clear that or that's what they want to do. Or Spain or something. Right. So I think you, what you have to do is put a, a team in London, three a Euro- team in Spain, European teams. three three or four European teams. I mean, right off the bat. You have to offer some some of the lower clubs mm-hmm. a chance to move. Australia them, would, would be tough. <laughs> right, right. So you pay them $350, $400 million. We'll give you a billion dollars to move. Say we'll again. give you a billion dollars to move your team. Sounds like the merger all over again. Right. You move your team to London. Move your team to, to Madrid or Barcelona. Move your team right. to, to Berlin. We'll give you a billion dollars out of our coffers. And you become the Berlin bullies, and then we right. make it work. We'll figure it out. Oh man! Yeah, maybe, maybe, and see, dang, dang, that could see, be huge. Because <laughs> I wonder about that, and I, you know, I wonder if they can teams with, that had to do that if they would have the opportunity to say, "All right, we will take X amount of dollars, but we also need just to make this fair. We should also get a." Uh, a number one pick. Well, they'll probably have some sort of expansion, like, dra- like some sort of a, to, yeah. right expansion drafts slash um, more balls or something. Yeah, like they'll it'll. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they're yeah exactly. I we believe should be that. able to like have first dibs at X free agents. You'll have to make players blah, blah, blah. available off your team too. Right. Okay. So yeah, like that's that's what they used. To, that's uh, what they did with the Raptors. On that, you had to make yeah. I mean, a they cut. Did that with the mm. Timberwolves. I remember because uh, Rick Mahorn had to leave the Pistons after right. They won that first championship. Uh, he had to go to Timberwolves. Yep. Hmm. So that's you make guys available, and so I mean it's gonna it's gonna dilute the league. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be in and first for the first few years is gonna be a diluted league, right? Not if not if they, like you said, maybe cut some of these teams. They're not cutting the teams. They're just moving to me them. the likelihood of them cutting the teams or just adding the teams. They'll probably add the teams before they'll cut the teams. Yeah, sure. just because the owners are not going to want to cut. You know, they're not. Who's going to take just take contraction? You know. Yeah. You do you pay a, t- a guy? Do you say hey, we'll give you three billion dollars to just like eliminate your team? Move right. Them. Yeah. We Let's don't want do your that. team, Michael Jordan. We don't want the Charlotte Hornets no more. Right. Like, what do you tell, you know, right. but we're these small, willing, small we're willing market teams? to let you go move. Like, you, either you, you're gone or you can move to Seattle. or uh, Which we need a team in Seattle. Yeah. Again. <clears throat> that was a good basketball city. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, we're kind of talking about the implications of this thing. And, you know, Vegas. it'll be a couple of years before yeah. we find out what they are. Um but yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder how the NBA does this international thing, and then you know that would only be phase one, because obviously they right. want teams in China. See, obviously they want teams in you know other continents. They've already started the African. They're fixing to start the African basketball. That the I'm about ba- to say they, yeah, they don't want yeah. teams in Africa. Like that's just well. See, it, it may even start as like just uh, and then, two teams traveling to play each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. it'll start kind of like that level, 
and then it'll you know then they'll go yeah. from there and you know and the thing test about the market it, you know what i mean the thing about it is is you know what i think about is the ncaa is gonna be screwed because guys are gonna be coming out of high school they're already on and the verge then of- they're gonna be pulling talent from these other other countries oh more more frequently the EuroLeague is going to have a lot to say about the NBA coming over. Mm. Like yeah. the, as an organization, the EuroLeague is an organization. Yeah. Um, don't don't mess with our. That's going to be know, a problem because you know the the Spanish league and Israeli league, the Turkish league. I mean, the high end mm-hmm. leagues of Europe. Going to be selling on their block. <laughs> that's right. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. on their territory and trying to poach their players. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a situation. It's going to be like the wire. So, because guys are going to be like, well, all right, well, I came. Like, you think of somebody like Rudy Fernandez. He was still good enough to play in the NBA, but right. he wanted to go back home and play in Spain. Yeah. Because this is my friends and family. Are. I want to play in front of my friends and family. He was a homeboy that played for the Pistons. It was a fucking huge, uh, huge pick. Puerto Rican. Uh, Puerto Rican? Yeah. Carlos something. Oh, Arroyo? Arroyo? Yeah. Carlos Arroyo. He was really good. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a good player. But he. He didn't even well. How how long did it take for him to play? It took him a while, mm-hmm. yeah. but once he he got in, I mean, he played. He was good with the the Heat. Yeah, he um, had some good years. He had some good years for sure. And he went back. Yeah, yeah. But there's a bunch of guys. A lot of guys. Sergio Rodriguez. A lot of guys Sergio that Rodriguez came over good, and played yeah. and took money and left. Yeah, yeah. Because they know they can get that bigger contract. And then just go back home. That's what Sergio did. Like Sergio Rodriguez, he literally played this Philadelphia seventy. He took a a one year deal for like nine million dollars. Yeah. Played that one year and went right back to Spain. Mm. <laughs> he was like, "Look, I'm gonna come get this money because they offering it." Well, Philly was like a was just a spinning door, really. Yeah. They were giving away yeah. money. He's like, "I'm gonna take that money and I'm gonna go back to Spain." Yeah, Philly had. Worse, I mean, Philly fans are spoiled now. They they didn't have this shit just a couple years ago. Like maybe three, four years ago. Yeah, I think um, the NBA too. It wasn't a part of that larger report, but it was a smaller note that kind of came about later um, with regards to rule changes. They're talking about the um, free throws, oh. uh, so they're gonna kind of de- thinking about adopting a concept that they have in the G League where yeah. um, you only shoot one free throw and it's worth more points essentially. Oh, so see- if you get fouled on a three and you miss the three, you shoot one free throw that's worth three points. Or if you get oh. fouled on the layup, you miss the layup, you shoot one free throw that's worth two points. See, I thought, okay, Ooh. maybe under, I misunderstood it. That will speed up the game even it's, more. I thought it was, exactly. I thought it was, uh, you you only awarded the second free throw if you make the first. Is so that, it's like a make it, take it? Like yeah. A, like a one and one, basically? No, yeah, did I get that what? wrong? I, I don't think, know. Uh, I think there was something different with the three, but on on the on like a two. on a two, I think that's the case. Okay, but on a three, I think there's something different Ooh, because you don't punish. shoot that's three punishing. free throws. Well, NCAA is no college, right? Yeah. Wow. But wow. So you got to make your first to get the second. Yeah, it's just a that's like a college one on one. Yeah. One on one. Yeah. Or I any like other that. level. That's college, high school, any I, other yeah. level one on one, one on one. But there was something different with the three, and maybe we could look that up. But yeah. Um. Wow. There was something about you getting rewarded more points for a free throw. Um, hmm. And I think it was on a three, but. I don't know if I like that. That would be something. I mean. Well, you got to shoot free throws good. That's but, the thing. You got to be a better free throw shooter. Right, but then it's also putting way, way more power into the ref's hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm not a fan um, of that. Yeah, it does. I hear that. Which I is which it. is why I I think the equalizer is make your first. You know what I mean? Um, because for some of these players, a, a foul is automatic too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm thinking we'll more. I think about I think about like somebody like James Harden. Yeah, that's who. That's who you got to think I was about. Just like, ooh. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah, you're gonna I give think, him more points for free throws. Come but then on. I look at like, somebody like um, Ben Simmons, who's shooting a free throw right now as we're watching. Right. Man, that's gonna be struggle. He's gonna be useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to literally be useless. Like yeah. he can't. Like usually, most guys when they miss a free throw, when they have two free throws, bad free throw shooters or any free throw shooters, they yeah. use the, if they miss one, they miss that first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So and then this, then they recalibrate. Right, you recalibrate. You hit the second one. Yeah, 
But if you don't have a chance to, yeah. <laughs> to get, your, get, to get it right, man, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys gonna, that are already your shooting. going to drop dramatically. Right. If you're you shooting 67% now, yeah. it's going to go down like 57%. Yeah. It's going to be very bad. Oh, yeah. That's a good call right there. Uh, <laughs> That's a trip. And then just uh, just kind of going again with the rules, uh, we had uh, Frank Vogel kind of speaking out, I guess, saying he doesn't like the way LeBron's being called. Um, yeah, and that's kind of a thing because Tony's kind of said similar things. He didn't mention wanting to speak to league officials about it like well, Frank Dan Vogel Tony's has. always going to be hard But Dan Tony, and, and, it, and it, it's true. They're calling James tougher. He's not getting away with a lot of stuff that he was mm-hmm. getting away with. And with LeBron, it's, you know, it always happens with LeBron. It's the same. Like, LeBron has been getting called. LeBron is the probably the heart, besides James, I would say from beginning from end to end of his career, except for Shaquille, mm-hmm. LeBron has been the easily by far the hardest person to, to call a game on right yeah he's bigger and stronger than everybody else right mm-hmm. but so you have to be careful not to let him just like roll over people right right and you still got to stop him but you still got to stop him yeah like there's not really a player except for maybe Kawhi to some extent that he can't just run over and I think that if the referees let him play a little bit more LeBron would probably run over Kawhi too because he wouldn't yeah. you know he would just he's physically bigger yeah you yeah. just you run down the middle like a bull in the china shop, like as he does, and you just dunking the ball, laying it well, up. Well, and, and and then Kawhi for and, you know same thing for that example, but like he he learned to play without fouling, like which right. is an incredible skill. That's a whew, that's that is a skill. Yeah, I mean, for so long they said what he had. Uh, what was the weirdest stat? It was like he had more something than fouls called. He more. More steals than fouls called, or something like that. that. I can believe. I don't think I've never. He's never. I don't think he's ever fouled out of the game that I know of. No, no, I've so, never seen it. I mean, and you're talking about a ferocious defender, right? You're talking about a guy who on the ball is one of the all-time greats. Yeah, yeah. one of the top, probably, you know, probably five or six on-ball defenders in the history of the NBA, and doesn't foul you, and doesn't foul. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're talking about Jordan, Sky Pippen. You know, uh, you know, it's a handful of guys, and yeah. just right off, and I'm just like, I'm thinking right now, I'm like, who else could I think about? Alvin Robertson. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some great ones, John Stockton. So I could probably Gary Payton. So I could probably think Gary, of yeah. quite a few guys. Yeah, but he belongs in that list of those guys. Sure, right. And yeah, it's just I don't know what talking to the officials is going to do, as far as Frank Vogel is concerned. Nothing. I don't know that Nothing. that's actually going to change anything other than. Maybe he gets called worse because well, they're more aware of and just plus, hypersensitive yeah. of how they're calling him. But, but you also got in the beginning of the season they're gonna they're gonna enforce these rules in a different way and then they'll slowly start loosening back up. Like it's kinda like Yeah. yeah. It kinda happens every year, you know. I think last year's playoffs was kinda pivotal because there were a lot of bad called games. So they're extra tight to start the season. Because there were a lot of really shitty games. Yeah, but they also let you have you can challenge a call now. Yeah, but they no one ever wins these challenges is what I'm That's seeing. Right. No yeah, one wins, wins the wins challenge. Them. I think there's because people he, people don't use them stupidly. I mean, no, nah, I mean I've seen some good ones. Nobody's winning. There have been bad ones, and I, I've seen bad ones used strategically just to stop the game. Yeah, but I'm not seeing people win bad call. I'm not seeing bad calls overturned because it has to be indisputable evidence that right. the call was was bad to begin with. And I think that's the reason why. Right. You right, have right, to right. have you it's on the person who's calling the the throwing the flag as it were. Yeah. They have the it's the burden the burden of evidence is on them. And that Okay, makes no show sense. me show me let me see on screen that you have evidence that they're, you know, why would you do this? And that's, you know, you I don't I don't really see how you can put that back into their hands. It's, which is weird. That don't make any sense because that's like them saying I made a good call. Okay, I'm not wrong. Even if I am wrong, I'm still not wrong. You know, it's kind of like hmm. I don't know. I I I I mean, I've seen it overturned, but I think it's just like uh I mean, I've yeah. I mean, I've me, seen one or two, but I've probably 90% of them seen it have not been overturned. To me, lie to me. Okay? This is my thing. Don't have the same referees that that may or Mr. made the call 
Right. Make look the at call. the screen. Look at the yeah. That don't Pick up a phone. Have a guy upstairs. <laughs> have a guy like, hey yeah. man, yeah, yeah. Call you need Steve to overturn Jaddy this. Or, you know, somebody. Exactly. Or a guy. And be like, hey, you missed it. Go ahead and turn that around. Or uh, just a dude grabbing a beer. Like, hey, will you look at this? <laughs> so even if it's right, like really something. full of shit, right? At least make me believe that he conferred with somebody else. <laughs> not that he right, just I got you. I got you. To the screen. He yeah. just confirmed his own decision. <laughs> right. You yeah, can't. Yeah. Come on now. It's kind of like, you know, reviewing your Lied own your me. own art, right? Yeah. Right. Made me believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, that was genius call. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's that's interesting that a coach kind of put that out in the press. Like, hey, I'm going to talk to the, I'm going to talk to the league about how they're officiating my one guy. That's interesting. Yeah. And unproductive. Yeah, I don't think this – it's not worth the time. I don't think so. LeBron either. know how it's going to go. Yeah. He's yeah. been in this league long enough. He know how it's going to be called and win. And, and and he gets calls too. He so he gets right. He gets benefit of the doubt quite a bit too. He's a star player as they right. do. Right. And that's – and, you know, the, it comes with that. i got to change this damn commercial. Uh, My thing is <laughs> – <laughs> commercial <laughs> keeps popping up, man. We're looking at a eugenics commercial, and so big what's hurt. your secret, Frank Thomas? The I dude is with his wife, though. Take biggest shit pills. Yeah, dude walked up to him like, <laughs> "Oh my god, Frank Thomas," and he's like, "Yeah, honey." <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and the girls are like all the most around. Beta him. shit that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Let's go. Oh, let's all of us, me and you, go ogle at Frank Thomas. Uh huh. They anyway, got a full time membership at Cuck, <laughs> Cuck Gym. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Oh my With the smooth ass transition, yes, we're gonna yes. <laughs> we're gonna talk about um. We got a player of the week this week by the name of Carmelo Anthony. Melo, Melo. So. I still it's just a quick sidebar. I still love when they put the like the the, the little clips on, on like House of Highlights and shit when he be getting rebounds and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love it. He just be screaming at his own teammates. Oh yeah, this is so great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think what everyone's kind of enjoying, and this is it. People are enjoying seeing him play, and just kind of like uh, just out there competing. And it kind of like it makes it makes you feel good, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess it. You and know, and they even see him shouting, screaming at his own teammates. You're yeah. like, you're like, he's engaged. He's like Melo's back, tight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he got the player of the week in the West. Giannis got it in the East, and um, he had a, he had a good week. The Blazers were three and zero. Yeah. During the week where he he got player of the week. And they've been struggling. Yeah, and they've been struggling. He averaged uh, 22 points, seven rebounds, uh, about three assists, and he shot 57% from the field, 45% from three, and 89% from the line. Mm-hmm. So he had a damn good week. Yeah. That's a good yeah. week. That's a, that's, a, that's a good week. Yeah, and it's resulting in wins. I mean, it just looks good. And it's. Yeah. I think, you know. And it's just so stupid. Like, yeah, obviously, he's not a perfect player, but he's still better than most guys in the NBA. Unless we're talking about the most top guys? 25 guys in the NBA. Like, we're, we got the Knicks oh, and the man. Bucks on right now. There's – Man. How many people on this court are better than Carmelo? One, in my opinion. There's a better than Carmelo Anthony. One, how many players? Um, we're watching the Knicks and the Bucks. Two players. So I think, I think Chris Middleton two. is a better player. Yeah. Chris Middleton's a better player. You're right. Lopez is a better player. Lopez is Yeah, I would say he's a better player I'd re- too. I'd rather Cuz we're Lopez. taking both we're talking about just both sides of the ball. Yeah. And the complete player in the to account. Okay. But I mean, I guess I was going to say I wasn't taking seven footers into consideration, but Giannis <laughs> is a seven foot guard, so Yeah. Not a seven foot big, but I mean, Melo's what? 6 He's like 6 8. Melo's yeah. pretty tall. He's like a He's a he's a tall 6 8. He's a, he's, he's a big, big boy. Dude. He's a bully. But I'd say two players. I would say Giannis and Middleton. Yeah, I would definitely say those two. Fair enough. But then also nobody on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's like he had. Well, he had, I, don't, I feel like Julius Randle, but you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a good player. With with Melo, it's like he had he had to sit time out so you can be like, look, dude, just just be in there and be happy to play. Maybe you'll play better. <laughs> you know, instead of like. 
Yeah, yeah. Popping off, talking about like take those lumps. Yeah, then you know, over here, like, just can't believe you're on the bench, type shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Um, this just made him a little bit more into a pro. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) after 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you know. Yeah. It's 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 hard to like. Again, we were talking a little bit about um, what's the secret to basketball, and you know, like self selflessness and um. You know, it also digs into why you're playing ball to start. Right. Why mm-hmm. are you like, right? Right. If you right. can't absorb, get yourself into a a, a a bench role, even though it will be still be. I mean, you're a great player. You're a really good player historically. You'll still be a a starring yeah. player at probably at the end of the game. Right. Right. So why are you playing? Do you are you playing because yeah. of your ego and your self esteem, and you want to be the, you know, yeah. individually great, or yeah. are you trying to win ball games? I mean, it's two different things. We're we're talking about two different things that yeah. you know define different people in their careers. Like, who do you want to be? But you know what, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. No disrespect, but I don't imagine him taking a backseat to a whole lot of people. Nope. And yeah. it's hurt him because he doesn't know how to generally take a backseat. Right. And uh, another thing they were saying on on their uh, the curse of more, right? Or that's right. The the disease of the more. The disease of more. Is it disease? Mm-hmm. A disease. Yeah. Because it's pervasive. Right. Right. And um, so he suffered from that in a huge way. But, Absolutely. Um, and then it affects the whole team, you know. Yeah. So it makes it makes you hard to to get picked up. I mean, sad but true. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> We were talking about this a little bit before we started. It's good that it's a cool story that he got the player of the week. Yeah. But we were talking about. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Come on. At least two other players that should have definitely gotten it. Luca um, and Harden. For real. Luca had three triple. He had, he averaged a triple double. Yeah. That week, and he had he had uh, he was a point off his career high at least one of those nights, and another night had thirty. Uh, Harden averaged 47 last yeah. week. Oh, man. 47 points. 47 points. I mean, it was just two games, but still, 47 points, 2-0. and oh. Right. Shot, yeah. shot 54% from the field, 48% from three. Same percentage from the line as Melo, 88%. Um, five rebounds, six assists. But, like, a dude averaged 40. That's, that's how – that's just how un <laughs> – spectacular averaging 40-something points is now. Like you get 60 and you don't even get like a player of the week award when you get like 60 points. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. I think that sums it up. It just, I mean, but and then you look at then you, just on top of that, Giannis <laughs> Giannis had uh he scored He had a 50 point game. He had a 50 point game. He had a 50 he averaged thirty four points. Thirty career high. Uh, is fit career high? Yeah, I think, I think fifty it is. was his career high. Yeah. So he averaged thirty four point eight, eleven rebounds, four assists, and he was four and zero, and during the week. Crazy. And so now that's your that's Eastern the, Conference. That's the bar, like. And yeah. you know, so it's just like. Yeah. It seems good, like you said. It was a nice story. Yeah, right. Because how often do we talk about player of the week or even well, notice? Well, I even say this because I said it before. Like I, I was like, <laughs> when we brought up uh, Melo coming back, I'm like, unfortunately, if we bring him up again, it's gonna be <laughs> not for good news. <laughs> so I was kind of like hoping we wouldn't have to bring him up again. Someone to give him his props then. But look at us. We're he's player of the week, and we're talking about it. He's been balling, man. Yeah, he has been balling. Uh, dang, he's still with the Bucks. Um, are you still in the league? I mean, um, all right. So, okay, what else we got? Man, Philly is giving it to Utah right now. Yeah, by twenty. Ugh, that's it. Man, that's my thing about Utah and Denver. Like some nights they look great, and some nights they just completely shit the bed. Yeah, they be getting blowed the, the f out, and it's just. And it's usually about good teams, which is problematic. Like if you if you getting beat by a, by a bad team, that means you just maybe didn't show up. Right. You just taking a night off or something, which guys do. But they out here playing hard against good teams and getting blasted. Yeah. All right, so I think we'll wrap it up there. I think we got tight covered quite a bit. 
I got it. I got one off the top of the head. That may be a question. Um, I think this is something that's been asked many a times, but uh, we'll we'll go ahead and ask it one more time, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it uh, next time. So, uh, who is? I mean, we always talk about it. It's probably down to two or three guys. Who is the best player? I don't know. Maybe it could. It could be anyone from any type, any time in history. But who are the top? Okay, now who is the best player that's never won a championship? Mm. The best player that's never won Dang. a championship. I think I know Karan's answer because I know his favorite players. Uh, I mean, some some some, <laughs> some some names get brought up all the time, but I think it's it's. I think if you think about it, it's a little more broad than. You know, than yeah. just that. I think when you think about your lifetime, you have guys that you immediately think about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's other guys. There's plenty of guys. That's a, that's a, that's a damn good question. Yeah. Right. So you guys. Yeah, I know who I would say right off the bat. Yeah, me too. But then I, I need to think about it a little more. Yeah. Okay. But, I got one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to think on it some more. Cool. Yeah, so y'all, y'all uh, chime in on that. Let us know. And then uh, – do all the regular stuff. Follow us, rate us, share, get the word out. Uh, once again, we're gonna promote uh, Karan's blog. He he does every week. Yeah, it'll be in the daily the daily dot the daily the dot daily dot dot com. There you go. And uh, everyone else is doing stuff, so make sure you check us all out. And now the podcast is coming back. We're gonna be doing a uh, uh, best of decade. Uh, podcast um, with music, and uh, I think there's quite a bit to cover there. I mean, like, oh man, I mean, 2000. If you think about it, from 2000 till now, like, 2000 to now, 2010 till or 2010 now. till now, yeah, yeah 2010. Man, even still, man, even still, for real, 2010 might be stronger, but we'll see. Um, and that's about it, y'all. Uh, that's how we do it. All right, then. <laughs> Peace. 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 <laughs>